right, welcome to season five of Inside My Canoe Head. This is a Canadian podcast that's all about the integration of leading an incredible, awesome life, individual responsibility, individual emergency preparedness, and how do we navigate life's incredible, wild disruptions that we see among us. Sit back, grab a beverage. And enjoy the episodes. All right, welcome back to the Ottawa studios of Inside My Canoe Head. Thanks for taking time out of your day, night, evening, afternoon, whatever this may be, to listen to our little episode today on avoiding panic in preparedness. I swear the world's on fire. You just turn on anything. So today we're going to talk about how do you do this journey of this thing called preparedness, you know, what is preparedness provided for us? What is panic based upon? And basically, how do you avoid creating a sense of doom, gloom, and panic in your life and then trying to fill it with preparedness when you're actually not achieving anything reasonable? And you might have just missed that whole awesome, incredible idea of rocking an incredible life. So sit back, grab yourself a beverage. Here we go. All right, so here we go talking about avoiding panic in preparedness, but everything in preparedness, basically everything in your life is about accepting personal responsibility for your outcomes, right? It's not somebody else's job to rescue you. It's not somebody else's job to pay your bills. Um, And so you got to set your life up for success, right? That's what we're all trying to do. We all make tons of mistakes. We learn lots of lessons as we go. But in the end, it's really up to us. And if we cross the finish line with our hands up in the air, we're dragged across by kicking and screaming. Either way, it is based upon decisions we make. But when you look around the world, when you look on uh, social media, when you watch your favorite YouTuber, uh, when you listen to some podcasts, it is nothing but a pocket talk, right? The world is in chaos. We are days away from a Chinese invasion of Taiwan. Um, The American society is going to collapse into this massive civil war where Florida and California will become two separate distinct republics. Texas will get mad that they weren't included in the bun fight. They'll leave to the Northeast. They'll realize all their woke policies have caused nothing but destruction of society. Like it, it doesn't matter where you go. It seems that this entire world is on fire. And don't forget, talk about our climate alarmists out there. And you just add it all together and it's chaos. So how do you navigate that. We've done a couple episodes on that, but today what I want to talk about is the idea that you should be or are likely already in some form of state of panic. Like you're really concerned. You're really worried about your future, your family's future, the world around you. Everybody's telling you to stock up two years of food and supply on your rural location, except for like over 80% of us in North America, you actually live in an urban and suburban environment, right? You've embraced suburbia. You live in a downtown condo. You don't have a place to put two years of food supply. And if everything goes pear-shaped like they say it is, your neighborhood's not going to be a place to move into and live in. So why the hell are you going to have two years of food supply when you're going to evacuate 10 days into it? Because you can't carry that. So none of that seems logical, but that's all you seem to have out there. So the first question I'm going to ask you today is reflect upon what does preparedness provide, right? 
We do things, we action things, whatever you want to phrase it, normally in human existence to fill a gap. Like I'm a researcher, I'm trying to fill a research gap. We don't know what's going on over here, so we go ask some questions to try to figure out. In your life, you do things because there's an opening, there's a lack. Something needs to be provided and it's not there. So what does preparedness as a greater activity provide for you? Here at Inside My Canoe Head and in my personal life, we look at it as it's a blanket to permit you to rock an independent, awesome, dream-chasing life. That's the idea of preparedness, is it doesn't replace your current life. It doesn't take over all of your spare time. Like you're not spending your Saturdays and booking six hours off to count your cans of veggies that are in the basement, right? Preparedness is those activities you undertake within reason based upon the circumstances you live in that allow you to chase those dreams. Like we all have dreams just because the world is chaotic and it seems like it's on fire. You shouldn't be putting your dreams down. You should not be giving up on anything you want to pursue. If it's a sports-related activity, if it's an education-related activity, if you're looking for a job promotion, if you're starting a new business, if you want to get into a new relationship, if you want to, whatever it may be, this current state of the world should in no way, shape, or form prevent you from doing that. The idea of a blanket of preparedness is it provides that insulation so as life's disruptions occur, as there are bumps in the road, which there always are, but in a chaotic world, they might be a little bit more significant, you've taken the steps necessary to just bounce around a little bit, get bumped around, but you're still chasing that awesome, incredible dream. You should be able to have an awesome life in a downtown urban core in the middle of a chaotic world. And that's what preparedness does for you. So you have to reflect in yourself, answer that question. What does your efforts in preparedness provide for you? Now let's understand panic, right? So panic is a response based upon fear. Now we know fear to be in, in, in any research, in any theology, psychology, sociology, anthropology, we could go on forever. Fear is the most powerful human emotion. It is literally the top of the order of uh, emotions, irrespective of what study and what great author you seem to be following on any given day. Fear is the number one. So fear works until people understand, right? Fear is a motivator because it's the fear of the unknown. It's like if you roll back to the beginning of the pandemic, nobody truly understood COVID-19 and the potential outcome, right? We didn't. You, you. It doesn't matter who came to a microphone. Everybody, until more and more data became available over a period of months, everybody was guessing, pontificating, thinking about based upon what we know of the uh, Spanish flu uh, epidemic that was on over a hundred years ago, they were not. So people were fearful. Their fear of the unknown. So a lot of peddlers of information use that fear that people had to create a sense of panic. If you go outside, if you do this, if we allow people to get together and out of fear and the resulting panic that comes from that, a whole bunch of rules were put into place in because we just didn't know. Now, roll yourself several months forward when we started to do studies, we started to understand what COVID was and we started to realize 
the danger level comes way, way down. The fear related to COVID-19 pandemic plateaus and then more fear mongering by people to try to bring their agendas forward. It doesn't matter what side of the coin you are. Both sides use fear mongering to try to get you or convince you that they were correct. It became less and less effective because as you know about something as a human, the ability of fear to affect you in that area is far less, right? So we have this idea of panic out there that works very short. So how do you avoid panic in preparedness, right? How do you avoid it? Well, the first thing, and we've said this on, I think it was episode 114 or 115, somewhere around there, about understanding the threats that you face. Now, I can tell you global nuclear war is a threat, okay, but I mean you, right now, living your awesome, incredible life or trying to, where do you live? Do you live on a floodplain? Do you live in an earthquake zone? Do you live in a wild, uh, wildland urban interface and you are at, therefore at a wildfire risk? Do you live along a major water artery that has a history of flooding? Do you live on the coast of North America where you could get smacked and walloped by a hurricane? Understanding the threats you have or that you face takes away the fear of like, if you live in an earthquake zone in Southern BC, right? Well, my mentors out there and a lot of fabulous, wonderful human beings that I have the privilege of knowing live in Southwestern BC, British Columbia. If you don't know you live in an earthquake zone, you need to drop the ostrich act and take your head out of the sand, right? So, you know, it's like the Stoics say, it's amor fati. You can't do anything to prevent an earthquake from happening. That's why I hate the word prevention and emergency management. There's absolutely nothing you can do to prevent an earthquake from happening. There's absolutely nothing you can do to prevent damage from an earthquake. What you can is mitigate that damage that happens to you. So where do you live, right? If you're living in a high-rise building in downtown Vancouver, you probably should make sure that it meets code for retrofitting and it's up to the top possible standards to survive that earthquake, aka the building won't kill you when the big one happens. Uh, and then what are the secondary and order effects? And the idea being is that you know, I'm not going to go into a whole show, I could, uh, about earthquakes and all the things that you should do, but the idea is that you understand your threat. You understand your risk profile. We know in the most general sense, risk is probability by sever multiplied by the potential severity of the outcome, right? So you understand the threats that you're faced based on where you've chosen to live. You understand the risk of them happening. Is it a really low high risk, but a really horrible outcome or a really high probability, but a really low outcome? right? So when you understand your, what we refer to it inside my canoe head as your threat profile, when you understand your threat profile, which is that combination of risk and threats, you then can make some informed decisions about what you need to do to prepare for that, to mitigate against the effects of this threat or hazard as we refer to in the business being realized. What that does is that takes away panic. You're not panicking anymore. You know very well by living in Southwest BC and Victoria, the Gulf Islands, you live in, in Vancouver, you're going to get walloped by a massive 
earthquake. There's a great chance that that's going to happen sometime in your lifetime. There's going to be sweats of death and destruction, but you've taken the necessary measures to mitigate your life as much as possible. And by remaining to choose and to live in an earthquake zone, you accept that risk and you now take your precautions and then you go out and you rock an awesome, incredible life and chase your dreams. That's what preparedness does for you. It doesn't eliminate things. It doesn't create this big, you know, bubble boy effect around you that keeps all the big bad people out in the big bad world away. But it gives you that. So it doesn't allow panic to come in. You're not going to get panicked about the potential outcomes because you have a strategy to deal with it, right? It defeats uh, without fear of the future, you have no anxiety about the future. And we know one of the four uh, construction elements of your blanket of preparedness is your mental health. So if you're able to dramatically reduce the things that cause you anxiety, bam, you've now taken away a big problem related to a blanket of preparedness is you're improving your personal mental health. And how is this done? It's done by your three P's. We love acronyms here at Inside My Canoe Head. You have to plan, you have to prepare, and then you got to prosper. So your planning in preparedness to avoid panic is about understanding your threat profile, understanding where you live and what likely could happen to you. It's about looking at those four constructed elements that we talked about of your blanket of preparedness. Call them your four quadrants. You can come up with any cool name you want to, but the four big elements that help you knit that blanket of preparedness together. They're in the last uh, podcast episode. You know, those being your animalistic requirements, that's your shelter, your food, your water, your health and safety and security. You plan for those for the length of time you want to be prepared. Are you happy with a 48-hour preparation plan or do you want a two-week preparation plan? That's completely up to you based upon your life, your risk tolerance, and the size and issues with the people you're responsible for. The other is your financial independence. It's nobody's job to pay your rent and to feed you when you can't. So you need to sort out your own financial independent. That doesn't mean you're rich. You can do it and rock an awesome, incredible life on minimum wage. It's it's easy to do. I've got a podcast episode coming up on taking somebody making minimum wage in a busy urban center and then show how you can lead a rock awesome life, chase all your dreams, pay all your bills and plan for retirement off of minimum wage. The next thing is your physical health and your mental health are the last two parts, right? So those four elements are the four parts of your blanket of preparedness. And when you plan your plan, prepare and prosper, the plan part is setting up everything you think you need to do to meet your time horizon and get yourself good to go. You're taking away panic in preparedness. You've set a plan. The next one is prepare. The time it's going to take to prepare, it's going to be different with everybody. And it's not a question of money. I say this over and over again. Preparedness is largely almost completely free. It doesn't take money. It takes attitude, time, and commitment, right? If you're like me and you're 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight, that's not going to disappear in a week, right? I can plan to lose the weight. I can set up an exercise schedule. I can read about eating healthy food and getting quality sleep, okay? I've done the planning. The preparation, the prepare part of this is you actually have to go out and do it. And then you have to do it over a sustained 
time frame. There's a great um, interview on a motivation, and I forget the guy's name, and he talks about how, you know, why do people quit the gym? Well, you got a great plan for a gym. You go to the gym, you work out for three weeks in a row, three days a week, you do great, you feel great, you look in the mirror, you see nothing right? You see, don't see, you won't, might not see changes for six to eight weeks and you got to have the patience to stay with it. So none of this is going to happen overnight, but if you plan for those four quadrants or portions of your blanket of preparedness, you take away panic. You're not worried about preparedness. You've got a plan and you're doing the prepare aspect. You're taking the necessary things to improve your mental health, your physical health, you're meeting your animalistic requirements over the time horizon that you think is proper for you and your situation. And you, you've literally gone out and, and you've realized you got a plan for uh, financial independence and you're en route. No, that, that doesn't happen overnight either. That takes years potentially, but you've got a plan and you've got it set forth. So what you're doing is you're preparing, you're executing. So why not just go out and prosper, right? This is where panic goes away. When you're taking all the necessary steps to meet your plan, you're not there yet. 99% of the people listening to this podcast are not perfect preppers or survival is ready for the end of the world. We all have something we're working on and we're chasing towards. And so what we do is if you have a plan and I periodically go back, I've actually got it booked into my calendar once a month right? Once a month, I go back and have a look at, did I hit generally kind of on plan of what I was intending to do? It's like a 30 minute appointment I book with a cup of coffee once a month to just check in to make sure the plan still makes sense and carry on. No, it's not going to happen overnight, etc. But that's how we do it. And then the last place is prosper, right? You can't wait to be prepared to then chase your dreams. You see, this is not a successive. It's a concurrent activity. Preparedness is not about a state. You don't look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm not prepared. Therefore, I'm putting everything that I want to do in life off until I get this preparedness thing completed, right? It doesn't make any sense. And you don't know when this preparedness thing would be complete. So what if your financial independence takes you eight years? Your plan set out as based upon your resources and your level of commitment, you're going to be uh, financially independent in eight years. So does that mean you're not going to chase any of your goals for eight years simply because you don't have that uh, quadrant of your preparedness blanket checked off? No, right? You're going to avoid panic and preparedness by setting your plan. You're going to go out there and you're going to take the necessary steps to meet your plan and get it closer and closer to the level you want. And then you're going to chase your dreams, right? You, you chase your dreams. You do the things that make you smile. And this was an old boss of mine. And, and he said to me one day, he goes, do you swing your legs out of bed in the morning when you wake up with, with, you can't wait to get at whatever you're planning to do that day for work, whatever you do for work. Like you, if you're not doing that, right? If you're not doing that, then you should be planning to do something else. And this guy's intent was not, you know, the quit culture, like go in and tell your boss off and quit your job. He's like, if this job you're in right now, if this salary you're in right now, this position you're in right now, is not putting a freaking huge bloody smile on your face every morning, then you got to figure out what you would put that smile on your face and pay your bills and then start a plan and prepare to do it. Your transition may be three years, 
So for three years, you're swinging your legs out of bed in the morning, smiling and having an incredible time because you know you're in a process of transitioning to your world's greatest job, not because today's job is giving you a huge smile, but you're on a plan. So the idea of today. If you take anything away from today's podcast, if you're still here with me, thanks very much. Inside Mike and Newhead greatly appreciates your listening time. Listen, we don't like panic and preparedness. The world is on fire, but I would argue all of it is beyond your ability to influence. So make the choice not to let it cause you stress and anxiety. Realize what preparedness does for you in your life, why you're on this preparedness journey. Just look at a couple of the things and some episodes that I throw out when I talk today about how I construct that blanket of preparedness, the four quadrants to it, how you work and individually get those up to speed. All the details are in the previous episode. That takes away panic. You greatly reduce the stress and anxiety about the world around you. You have a plan crafted by yourself, which means it's far more likely for you to follow through. You're on the journey. It may take several years to get to the end of this journey of call preparedness to you get to a point you're ready for. And then while that's on the go, you got to remember to get out there and live an awesome, incredible life because here at Inside My Canoe Head, that's our mantra, right? We want everybody out there rocking an incredible, awesome, number one life. Wrapped yourself in a blanket of preparedness that allows you to navigate those disruptions that are beyond your control. So thanks again for taking the time to listen to us today at Inside My Canoe Head. If you got suggestions for upcoming episodes, comments on this episode, good, bad, or indifferent, drop me a line at jeff at preparednesslabs.ca. Hop over to our websites, preparednesslabs.ca or insidemycanoehead.ca. All the links to our social media platforms are there. We're taking a bit of a summer break until Labor Day weekend, and then we're going to ratchet it up and get back to full-time production of content. So thanks again for all the ongoing suggestions. And again, if you have an episode suggestion, if something is really picking away at you and you want somebody to yammer about it for 10 or 15 minutes, fire me a line at jeff at preparednesslabs.ca and uh, and I'll look into it. And if I can put it together for you, maybe I'll give you a call, bring you on the podcast and we can chat about it, right? All right, take care, stay safe and enjoy the coming adventure. Life's an adventure. Get out there and have some fun. It's worth every moment.